Hello, and thank you for tuning in to The Escafil Files, a book analysis podcast where one diehard fan and one newbie start yet another podcast about Animorphs, the children's book series by K.A. Applegate. I'm Danielle, I use she or they pronouns, and my co-host is Jade. Hello, I'm Jade, and I use they them pronouns. I totally forgot to say my Twitters. That was why I didn't do mine. I'm sorry. I, I was like, are we not doing them today? That's okay. I, I just, to- it's totally slipped my mind. You can find me on the internet at redtailtalk90. Oh, I'm on Twitter at jdocsfordos. We do exist on Twitter. Yeah. Sometimes. Um, I'd be honestly pretty surprised if you just jumped in onto this episode and not others. So, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, I kind of figured you'd, kn- you'd know already, listener, but maybe not. It's okay. <laughs> Uh, we will be making our way through the books one book at a time, analyzing the themes and how they stand up to time, and sharing the experience with our friends on Discord, the link to which you can find in the show notes. Today, we have a returning special guest, Izzy. Yeah. Hello! Uh, <laughs> my name is Izzy, I use sincere pronouns, and you can find me on Twitter at uh, the Shondier. You can also find the podcast that I'm on at Hope's Hearth Pod. And I bump my mic. Rip. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> we asked you last time uh, your involvement with Animorphs in general. Uh, so I'm not going to ask you that again. Just know that I love Andalites, but I also hate them. Yes. Yeah, mood. Um, today we're going to be reading book eight, which is The Alien, which is the first Axe narrated book. Um, <laughs> so strap in for some emotions about mm-hmm. andalites i guess um and most most of them negative <laughs> the kool-aid there's there's oh it's so bad so <laughs> i'd read uh they suck I yeah. don't know they suck mm-hmm. a lot suck. and we're gonna expound lot. upon how they suck for the next like three hours mm-hmm. <laughs> we're gonna get to the specifics yeah <laughs> Uh, some book-specific content warnings. Um, I, I couldn't get really like pin them down, possibly because it's, you know, I woke up like a an hour ago. But um, also, it's a lot. Also, it's a lot. Uh, military life, <laughs> war propaganda, in the sense of we have a young Andalite who has drunk the Kool Aid. Um, isolation. I think he bathed in it. <laughs> uh, manipulation especially along imbalanced power axes of a superior officer to a uh to a child um and like revenge honor bullshit like i have to do this thing otherwise i will be dishonored and even if it costs me my life um it's bad. so it's strap in for that i guess yay <sighs> yay <laughs> <laughs> All that said, I was gen- genuinely very excited to get a proper book from Axe's perspective and not just, here's what happened in half of the previous chapter and here is a paragraph of new oh, information. God. God. Make a more God. smart one was God. a fucking trip. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this book, not ugly, is it's it a, a solid problems. perspective? A solid much more solid book from one perspective it has a fucking prologue it does have a prologue and an epilogue it has both this has got some like full-on book shit (laughs) it's because it's because axis just a good 
It's because Axe is pretentious as shit. He's been reading books. Yes. And learned, and he has learned this is what human books are like. They require a prologue and an epilogue. Yeah. And the chapter the chapters <laughs> have to have little bits at the beginning. That's yeah. so cute. Yeah. <laughs> I love him. I would die for him. Yeah, so uh, our prologue... Yeah, but, uh, well, he'd be so sad, though. Um, but yes, <laughs> our prologue be- uh, is uh, before Earth. As it were, um, this is sort of we find out what happened to Axe before he met the kids. Mm-hmm. So we are in the dome ship. Uh, we're in the dome ship as it approaches Earth. Nope. Bye, Craig. Sorry, Craig. Um, we're in the dome ship as it approaches Earth. Um, and uh. Axe, we learn we learn that Axe is on the ship with his brother. Um, he's kind of only on the ship because of his brother. Um, and uh, they're approaching Earth to, to check things out. They get attacked by the Yerks. Obviously, this is not new information to us as readers. Um, but it, it just this whole thing really gives you a... Uh, a look into the kind of hero worship that goes on, not just for Axe to his brother, um, but for everyone else to Elfangor, um, because he's like a big war hero, and therefore, you know, everyone is super deferential to him, and some of that rubs off on Axe in the sense that Axe gets to do things other um, Aris wouldn't be able to. Um, because because he's Elfinger's brother. Um, and I love that that's clearly something that weighs on Axe, because mm-hmm. we have this line about that that's the story of my life. If I live to be 200 years, I'll probably still be known as Elfangor's little brother. Yep. Like he's aware of th- that, that yeah. he gets things yeah. because of who his brother is. Mm-hmm. It's... Interesting, um, something that struck me is the difference between the way that um, Axe interacts with his brother versus Jake. Um, You know, they Mm. both have these older brothers. And I think Axe is significantly younger than Elfangor compared to, you know, between Jake and Tom, there's only a few years. That's brought up later in the book, I think. Mm, Yeah. It is, yeah. How, like, Elfangor wasn't around much when Mm -hmm. uh, when Axe was very young and then he sort of just showed up. Um, but uh, it's it's still interesting to me. There's there's still that, you know, I want to impress my older brother mm-hmm. thing going on. Like he recognizes that he's in his brother's shadow, but also desperately wants his brother's like uh, uh approval yes, and like thank you. affection and stuff. Yeah. Um. I choose to believe that he already had it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Elfangor loves Axemali. <laughs> yeah, you and we get some like good sibling shit in this. Mm-hmm. Moment. Like this is like this is a warship. Um, but Axe is just like holy shit. That planet has a lot of water. <laughs> uh, he doesn't say holy shit. I say holy shit. Um, and so, we have him saying just let, like let the anamorphs cuss. Yeah, it's just like and like Axe is excited and just like. Can you get old hoof and tail to let me go down to the planet with you? <laughs> and his bro's just like, shut uh, up. <laughs> um, so don't, don't, no. 
He, he looks. He, hey, bro, bro. <laughs> That's he's right there. Keep your voice down. Uh, because this Ew, is like, Axe is such a kid. Yeah, but like this is War Prince Nerefear mm-hmm. in here. He's like running this show. Like Elfangle is clearly superior. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, and I love this because actually, just like I hadn't been that loud. I mean, I didn't really think that. And then the cat, this war prince, is just like, "Oh, Hoofendale, huh? is that what they call me?" And Elfangle's yeah. just like giving him a look, like, "Oh, you fucked up, <laughs> and you're making me look bad." Yeah, <laughs> uh, I love. I love though that. Yeah, uh, I I love that. Um, uh, Narafir just you know treats acts like what he is which is a young cadet who doesn't know better yet mm-hmm. and doesn't like reprimand him and just is like i like that <laughs> yeah like there's, amused. Like, there's this established prior history that once uh, axe just like ran full pelt into this dude and knocked yeah. him over <laughs> yeah oh, it's I, good. I, I, I like that he teases axe a little bit here just mm-hmm. like yeah i like that nickname and uh, i suppose we'll let the ruffian live yeah um <laughs> Yeah, it's it's good to see a a good Andalite. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like even if he's still like, you know, a a war prince, like one of the military, which mm, I got I got feelings. Uh, but like he he treats he doesn't treat X as if like he's has to be bound to protocol at all times. Right. He's like, oh, the cadet did a slip up, but like the cadet is being a cadet, being a kid. Like he, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Got those good. Um, as I said, I shared some of your feelings, Izzy, on the military, though with less of my own feelings <laughs> in it. But um, it is that sort of in a different movie. Like it is that sort of good-hearted but gruff general vibe. Like mm-hmm. this yeah. is an archetype we've seen before. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. it's um, one I have attempted to play. <laughs> so yeah. you know, uh, but the Yerks attack. Um, Elfangor goes with the fighters to fight um, in space. Uh, Elfangor tells Axemali to get to the dome. Um, Ax very much doesn't want to go to the dome. He wants to fight, um, but you know, he specifically says, "I don't want to be safe." Um, because that's basically what Elfangor is saying is like, go to the dome, you're going to be safe there. Like, it'll be fine. Um, and they kind of get into a bit of a, they get snippy with one another about it. Um, Mm -hmm. but then before they part ways, um, they have a really sweet moment, which I'm so glad, fucking glad they had to have. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, (laughs) yeah. Because so it made me angry. Everyone was fighting but me. When it was all over, Elfangor would be even more of a big hero, and I would still be the little brother, the child. Elfangor hesitated for just a moment before rushing on. He arched his tail forward. I reached forward with my own tail, archering it up over my back. We touched tail blades. You'll you'll have your chance to fight, XMLI, my brother said. Very soon your fighter will fly side by side with mine, but not in this battle. Yes, my prince, I said, sounding very stiff and formal. But as he turned to enter the drop shaft, I couldn't let him go, thinking I was mad at him. I said, hey, Elfangor, go burn some slugs. That's the plan, mm-hmm. little brother, he said with a laugh. That's the plan. It was the last I saw of him. Cries five ever. Yeah. They cry. Yeah. 
And then we have Axe going up, taking a drop shot up to the dome, the only non-warrior on this ship, the only mm-hmm. one who isn't fighting. And we have his sort of take on what Earth looks like and the mm-hmm. moon. <laughs> the planet was known to be inhabited by a reasonably intelligent species. I was amused. <laughs> but um, we get this wave of coldness, a premonition like a walking nightmare that we've experienced before, uh, though Axe doesn't know who necessarily, uh, of a Vissa's blade ship appearing that attacks the dome ship. Mm-hmm. And so the those left on the ship detach the dome and so yep. they can fight. Yep. Uh, but it doesn't help. Um, even though they detach from the dome, they, they aren't maneuverable enough, and the blade ship destroys uh, the dome ship itself, the bridge, um, completely. Uh, and the resulting shockwave sends the dome kind of spinning into Earth's gravitational field, um, and it falls into the water and sinks to the bottom. Um, and then later he's found by five humans. Um, and the humans tell him that his brother was murdered by Visser Three. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my brain just snagged on the fact that technically it was four of them that found Axe because yes. Tobias wasn't there. Yes, but that's just because my brain is a nitpick apparently yeah. today. No, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway, or just the the bit at the end. Uh, mm. Yeah, where I, I don't have the book open, so I can't read it specifically. But it's Axe. We get that first look at like Andalite customs, like this, where like Axe has a duty to. Kill Visser three, and it's like his baby. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Written as a, he in, he has inherited a terrible burden. Yeah. By Andalite custom, I would be required to avenge my brother's death, and someday I would have to kill Visser three. And we saw a little bit of this in Megamorphs one, mm-hmm. um, from the couple of chapters we got from Axe's perspective, but it's kind of the part of the core of this whole book. Um, is him wrestling with this idea that he has to avenge his brother's death. And how bound he is to Andalite lore and custom as well. And that mm-hmm. sort of, that's, the, that's the arc of this book, isn't it? Like, yes. Yep. With, as, as with all of them, with their first full, just like we get but like the mission statement on why they fight. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we get to uh, the present day. We have Axe introducing himself properly. I love how he gives a description like the other kids have given of what Andalites look like. He says, I don't look like a deer. I don't get it. Scorpions, I kind of get the tail thing. That's fine. <laughs> I do appreciate that slight dragging of the comparison. Um, but my, the funny thing to me is like, he, he's like, I don't look like a deer. For one thing, they have a mouth. And for another thing, I have four eyes. And it's like, that's not the part they're comparing to the deer. Mm-hmm. Like, buddy. <laughs> mm. um, but yeah, we, we get that. And he talks about being able to morph and how it's not an innate thing for Andalites, but it's Andalite science. And we get the first mention, I think this is, that um, Elfangor broke. And like law, giving it to them, giving mm-hmm. it to the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they mentioned it 
briefly like Ax alluded to it in the mm. first book he showed up in, but it yeah. wasn't like gone into. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, yeah. As so as this book goes, we're going to get a lot more <laughs> unpacking around just why Elfangor did bad in the eyes of Andalite law. Yep. But uh, here's the fun part: we uh, we we learn well, we are retold about the limit on morphing time being two hours, mm-hmm. um, and how it's a problem. And now they're about to do a mission full of risk. They take an axe to see a movie. Because <laughs> 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 this is definitely ideas. the best way yeah. to teach axe about human culture. Oh yeah, oh, definitely. Take him to see Star Trek. <laughs> I, I I just a lot. Oh my god. The I've taught thirteen year olds. Okay, I used to do extracurricular education. I've taught thirteen year olds. Their their brains don't always make connections. Not I'm not going to say thirteen year olds are dumb. They're not. They're wicked smart. Kay Applegate, have you met a thirteen year old? <laughs> They're a little smarter than this. <laughs> Especially when you've got uh, multiple of them in the same room. Mm-hmm. I kind of, what I do appreciate about this, though, because we've talked briefly before about how, generally speaking, in the books, the kids do a bad job of helping Axe integrate mm-hmm. into human culture and what it means to like be living on Earth. But I like that because that, he's keen to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's stuck here, he figures he should learn about them, and so the kids are just like, "Okay, well, this is a thing we could do," and I and I like that it, they, it's a very human experience that they're trying to give him. It's a true. poorly thought out one, yeah, sure. Oh, very poorly thought out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. God, this is lying. Uh, Axe explains how obviously he'd have to go to the movie and morph because uh, he can't be around in public in Andalite form, and mm-hmm. uh, and the controllers. Humans would be terrified and controllers uh, would have tried to kill him, which would have ruined the entire movie experience. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, bless this boy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they have a contingency plan if Axe needs to uh, emergency yep. demorph. Which is um, more than they had last time he went to the mall, so mm-hmm. improving. Yep. Yeah. They learned, kind of. And they've got like, Tobias being eyes in the sky, as mm-hmm. as is his way, and we get the first uh, learning of the term. Is it nothlet? Uh, I've always said nothlet. Um, yeah, that makes more sense. A nothlet, mm-hmm. a person trapped in a morph. Mm-hmm. So, and we get this first hint about the sort of closeness with uh, between Axe and Tobias because they're both living in the forest. Specifically, mm-hmm. Axe says he lives in the forest with me. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's this good. Lovely little bit of insight from Axe, which is mm-hmm. uh, for a long time I expected Tobias to ask me the question that must have haunted him day and night, whether it would ever be possible for him to escape his hawk body, but he never did. I guess he was afraid of the answer, so I didn't volunteer one. Mm-hmm. I really, really like how much Axe cares about like Tobias's obvious emotional fragility towards that subject Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. he's not going to give tobias an answer to a question that he's not ready to ask yeah and Uh, yeah and i think simultaneously the fact that he doesn't just volunteer an answer is also an answer in itself 
Yes. Because like if it were, oh yeah, just wait till the Andalites get here, we'll we'll get you out of that body. Like Yeah. <laughs> well, I do like the implication there that that to that Axe would maybe want to tell him if Tobias had asked. Mm-hmm. And that given everything that comes up later in the book about what Axe can and can't say. Mm-hmm. Or feels he can and can't say that I find quite interesting. Oh yeah, yeah, I hadn't thought so, about that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we have the fun description of Axe uh, morphing into human. Yeah. Uh, as always, great fun descriptions of becoming human. I really like the morph that comes later in the book. Actually, how that's described. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. I do like uh, uh, Axe bitching about only having two eyes and how <laughs> how bad it is. Yeah. His you description can't even look of you. <laughs> it's very good. His description of himself morphing is almost like I don't want to say scientific or clinical, but it's like simple. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't talk about necessarily how gross it feels. He's just like, yeah. ah, this is a thing that I do, and this is what happens. These are mm-hmm. the parts of me that I lose. This is how they get lost, etc. Yeah. Yeah. Which is uh um consistent with how we've seen before he asked the kids like oh does the morphing process like gross you out gross you out does it bother you and they're like yeah it bothers us and he's like oh huh <laughs> weird <laughs> and then and then like when he starts when we get into like he we get his first look like we get our first look at Axe describing how he sees everybody else and he That's says so i can see why they think it's gross <laughs> because <laughs> he doesn't think he look very good when they morph yeah except for cassie mm-hmm. yeah i love what you said about describing like axes take on what everybody else looks like <laughs> prince mm-hmm. jake is large and pale in color with brown hair cassie is shorter and darker in color with darker brown hair marco is also shorter and medium color with long brown hair rachel is taller and pale and has yellow hair None of them has any sort of tail. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's oh fuck! It's so good, and it it it. I don't know if it's because like that's just how Axe is and how he categorizes things, or if that's to a degree mm. like with with his level in school, how they taught mm-hmm. um like and like kids to categorize like aliens. Mm. <laughs> tail, no tail, limbs, eyes. <laughs> there's, there's a part of me like, throughout this book. Two legs. <laughs> no, you're right. Each only has two legs, two arms, and two eyes. They each have one mouth. Like you said, it's a very sort of okay. These yeah. are the signifiers of human biology. <laughs> this many of this, various colors. <laughs> Fucking so andalite phylogeny still stuck on <laughs> physical features instead of. I'm a nerd. Okay. To be fair, no, you're good. About, there's nothing about gender there. It's true. Is, there is not. There is nothing is about gender. It's very good. Um, which makes something other stuff that, later more annoying. A <laughs> little bit. Um, something that I noticed about this book that I just want to bring up at the beginning so that I can keep poking at it later is, I know that Axe is supposed to be like air quotes the same age as them, but part of me is like based on how long Andalites live, like Axe is younger. Mm-hmm. It would make the way that he's written make more sense if he was like yeah. the 
the seven or eight year old to their 13 year old. Yeah. When we, when we meet him, um, he says he's equivalent to about 13 of your earth years. Right. Um, yeah. But, but the way he, the way he doesn't acts, tell us how like, old he is in Andalite culture. <laughs> yeah. In Andalite years, like and Andalites live for so long. We learned that in this yeah. book that they, yeah. Live, yeah, they can live like 200 years. Maybe longer. <laughs> mm. Yeah. But, um, and this is something that I, this is one of the things that I like to repeatedly poke at. Uh, how <laughs> much Axe pings on autism vibes. And mm-hmm. there's obviously yes! like oh my God. problems with analogizing alien characters and robot characters with people on the spectrum and other neurodivergent people. However, you can't help but read this and go, I mean, yeah. But to that end, what you were just saying about age perception, Izzy, a lot of mm-hmm. us on the autistic spectrum tend to get clocked for younger than we are. Yes. Because of the way we engage with things. It's either we get clocked right. as much younger or much older because we're trying you, really you, hard. You hit that pivot around, like, what is it? Probably around teens. And then mm-hmm. people start thinking you're younger. Yeah. So, but you're like, oh, that's such an old soul. No! They're neurodivergent. They're possibly <laughs> depressed. <laughs> no, that's just a gifted kid. Okay, fine. Excuse me. That's a. Uh, oh wait, you mean gifted kids aren't neurodivergent? Shit. <laughs> I have to go back to my therapist. <laughs> but yes, um, a lot of and I, this is something. Well, it's one of the things I like with Tobias because Tobias also pings mm-hmm. autistic spectrum vibes hard, and the fact that those two are very good at communicating only underscores that because a lot of the time, like neurodivergent people, when we find each other, just like, oh, you are so much less work than everybody else I have yeah. to deal with. Can I just sit we... next to you and do my thing? <laughs> yes. Yes. I would love that. It's yeah. easier for us to pick up on the the cues that we put off to each other because like we mm-hmm. also, for the most part, do them. This is not to say like mm-hmm. every neurodivergent person does the same cues, but it's easier to mm-hmm. pick up on oh, that's nervous, when to somebody else that could be aggressive. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It's it's same hat. It's Spider-Man pointing. Yeah. I'm just like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> yes. But, <sighs> and this is, again, something mentioned before, how why some of the kids' treatment of acts feels like it verges into ableist. Yeah. and Where they have problems with, like, mm-hmm. especially how he enjoys, like, how speaking feels. Mm-hmm. And likes playing with his mouth basically to yeah. try and go with into the almost like having echolalia. Mm-hmm. So it's very good, and I wish the kids were less weird about it. But it some of it also like feels like older kids interacting with a younger kid. Yeah, mm-hmm. I because again we fall because... into that like neurodivergent people can read as younger, and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, Axe is like kid, kid, but also mm-hmm. we're thirteen year olds and teaching little kids things is annoying which i think is bullshit yeah. but yeah but i think it's like especially when you're a teenager probably you just want to be grown up and older mm-hmm. and dealing with younger children just yeah. makes you think oh i don't want to be that anymore i mm-hmm. want to be an adult mm-hmm. and it's like that being reminded of the way you used to be yeah yeah so but yeah i agree that x sometimes feels a little young in his behavior but also the fact that he's alone in a way that the others yes. aren't yes and he's going through a unique trauma mm-hmm. to what they're going through. And I think it's quite easy for us to regress 
when we're not feeling safe or we're scared. Some, mm. you, you can go one of two ways. And like we have Axe falling back onto his, basically his military training and his culture or a very excited child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which just, just speaks to the trauma of it all. Yeah, it does. Yes. So, <sighs> yeah. but yes. He baby. He baby. Um, but yes. So back to the perhaps ill-advised plan to go to the movies. Yeah. Um, and Jake is like mandated this as yeah. it were. Like, we need to have downtime, kids. Yeah, we're taking a <laughs> we break bu- and we're all gonna we have missions. fun, goddammit. <laughs> we have scheduled fun. We almost died <laughs> multiple times. And I like this that Rachel is like kicking and just like we should hit the X game when we're weak and it's just like I sympathize with Rachel like because mm-hmm. she's like a true warrior he says mm-hmm. about her which is just like god yeah. right <laughs> and he's also just like but Jake is right no warrior can fight all the time mm-hmm. and um, they we get this first mention as well like how they haven't seen any fallout really from the destruction of the Candrona mm-hmm. um, and they're just like look just because we haven't seen it doesn't mean it isn't happening. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to not lose track of where we are in our document. <laughs> have this moment. Um, I have too too many things open is my problem. But yes, <laughs> I love this. We're going to the movie. We are going to have fun. And no one, Rachel, is going to look for a fight. <laughs> and, and then Marcus, don't you love it when he gets all forceful like that? Marcus said to Cassie, he's just so swashnigger sometimes. Listen, I know that that's a joke. I know that that's a joke, but I swear to God, Marco. <laughs> Why she said it to Cassie? Just like, hey, Cassie, you know what I'm about, right? Uh-huh. 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 I hey, see you, Marco. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, and they're like, Axe, get dressed. And he's just like, but I'm already wearing this. It's just like, mm, no. <laughs> I, I love that. It doesn't count. God. I love that, like, they were like, okay, Rachel, you, you picked out his clothes, and then like they dress him, and they're like, oh my god, he's going to get bullied. And I'm over here like, if y'all are going to judge, when you gave Rachel this job, if y'all are going to judge the clothes <laughs> she picked, you pick the clothes. Yeah, there, like there, there are boys on your team. Even, I love how Mark is just like, even I want to beat him up. And then Rachel just like, it's a classic look, like you're Mr. Fashion, a person who dresses like Beavis. And I'm like, yes, I pegged Marco for that asshole kind of vibe. I remember the 90s. He's an old kid. Yes. God. Good. I mean, with the, the long hair was a clue, but yeah. also, it's yeah. good. I love and Cass- I think he looks cute. Cassie said, well, that's the kiss of death, Tobias from Mark. Fucking Tobias. <laughs> and Axe is just like, it is. It's just like, just an expression, Axe, man. You'll have fun. And then Axeman. That's what Tobias calls me sometimes. And I'm here just like, friends! Friends! Yes. friends. Oh, they're friends. They're friends. Guys, they're friends. And then to be fair, Jake is just like, let's do this. And if anyone tries to beat you up, we'll protect you. Yeah. Like, mm. We also have another instance of Jake trying to get Axe to stop calling him Prince Jake. And Axe is just like, nah, I'm not going to be doing that. <laughs> it's like, okay, Prince Jake. Every time it's like, don't call me that. Okay, Prince. And there are, so they, they get to the movies. Axe doesn't understand the plot, and he's just told, "No, it's the trailers. It's fine." <laughs> uh, and then why is the screen only two D? Because that's how movies are. Ah, and Marco probably what he thinks is going to just like let's distract Axe with food, and offers him some popcorn, and he's just like, "Is it food?" Sort of, says Jake. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I love how this, like, it tastes, the, te- the fucking description of popcorn that nearly put me off popcorn, which is impressive because I love popcorn, but just like it's the like, texture was rough and strange. And the flavor, it reminded me of a food called pizza, but there was just a hint of cigarette butts, which I also enjoy. And I know burnt little bits of popcorn kind of look awful, but however. <laughs> I love it. It tastes like it's a week old. What are these flavors? What are they called? I don't know. Salt and grease. <laughs> <laughs> and stop it. And they're just like, and like here, just take the box. And eventually Axis almost starts eating the box. Just, no, don't eat the box. She's just like, but it also tastes of salt and grease. People it's not food. <laughs> like, mm. I, I, um, okay. So one, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> this and then like the next thing they decide to do with Axe, both, I hate them. Uh, because it's that secondhand embarrassment thing, and I hate it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would think that one of them would have thought to sit down with Axe and be like, "Okay, this is how human manners work." Yeah, that's right. that's like that. That feels like a a hole in this that's really mm-hmm. big and glaring because, like, yeah. Rachel is polite to adults. Cassie is polite. Like all of them are polite to. People mm-hmm. they're supposed to be polite to, they're they're fucking kids. They know how to say no, sir, yes, sir, thank you, etc. Like, I don't I understand. It's one of those. Yeah, I I agree with you. Izzy. I think it's one of those things. And again, I do agree. I feel like it's a little bit of a hole in that they should have done better. But I do think it's also that way that people, are, because Axe is clearly intelligent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And understands things and has like comes from a clearly a species that could create intergalactic space travel and stuff. Just like, okay, yeah, he's smart. He's going to get it. Yeah. In the way that people who are neurotypical assume that everybody knows the rules. Yeah. Or like in the way that neurodivergent people will sometimes, because I do this, will mm-hmm. like start doing something assuming that they have already explained the thing. Yeah. Or start saying mm-hmm. something and be like, oh, I've already like talked about this before, obviously, or I, I've segued into this, except it was in your head. <laughs> yeah. And then you say yeah. something out loud and everybody mm-hmm. looks at you like, the fucking shit? I just like, yeah. oh, I didn't say all of that out loud, did I? Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh. <laughs> I, think, I think part of what makes it so uh, grating is because we see, we see later that not only... I mean, obviously, this comes after book six, where Axe pretended to be Jake for three days. Yeah. Um, and, like, was passable for a human for three days. Um, so we do get a throwaway line later, because Axe is just like, I can be human. It's fine. I did. I was Jake for a few days. It did. It, there's this fucking throwaway line in there, just like, his parents did think he was mentally ill and sent him to a doctor afterwards. Yeah. Casually thrown in there. Yeah. And never mentioned again. I don't. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like it either. No. Uh, we're gonna remove that and throw it in the trash. Yeah, that doesn't exist. I it don't doesn't know exist. Talking. What? I'm yeah. sorry. That must have been a glaring typo. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. no. I didn't say anything. But you're 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 right though. Like it's it's weird. And then we see like Axe behaves like spoiler. He goes to dinner with Cassie at Cassie's house, and he behaves like really well. Yeah. Um, He's still a little weird, but, like, yeah, he behaves. He knows, like, human manners. human passing. And, like, they prepped him. When he had to go be Jake for three days, they said they prepped him to do it. 
which means they had to have explained manners to him. And at least at the most basic level. And, 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 Cinema and, etiquette apparently didn't come up. <laughs> I'm just like, why did nobody like? Uh, can can the kids just have a day where they sit down with Axe and explain? Okay, this is food. And this is not food. Here is some food that we're going to have you try so that you don't have a freak out. Yeah. When you first taste yeah. it. Oh, my God. Like, here, I'm going to bring you M&Ms while we're out in the forest. You can eat as many as you fucking want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then get sick because you ate too many. Hindsight's, yeah. Hindsight's beautiful like that. Um, yeah. But before the shit hits the fan, we do get fantastic critique <laughs> of Alien of Star Trek, which mm-hmm. just like, yeah, that's meant to be what this look. That looks like that kind of spaceship. Hey, it's made up. It's fine. Yeah, but I know what an actual spaceship looks like. And then Axe's comment that just like there's a character who's clearly an ongaic female, but this movie, the creature was called a Klingon, makes no sense. <laughs> but instead. The movie is boring, and there is food on the floor in yep. the box. Leftover popcorn. Mm-hmm. Yep. Except this popcorn doesn't just have popcorn in it. It has three small brown globules. I want to call more chocolate globules, I have to say, after reading this. Like, <laughs> I when I read this, I hated it. Oh, it just makes me laugh. <laughs> that is the accurate description of what that shape is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It's a little globule. It's great. It's cute. Cute as hell. (laughs) And um, Axe has the meltdown one might expect from experiencing chocolate for the first time. Yeah. It was as if the entire planet had stopped spinning. The taste, it was beyond description. And also, like, he's probably getting, (sighs) what, is it uh, Oxycontin that gets released when you eat chocolate? Some, one of the happy hormones does. Uh Yeah, it releases, like, uh, like, happy chemicals in your brain when you eat chocolate and like other types of Mm -hmm. sweets because sugar um activates like certain synapses uh Mm -hmm. and so you you you, and and it said and this is like said later on that axe is not used to the way that like human body chemistry works um yeah and it's very overwhelming for him and it's it's like buddy Another another point in yeah. the I thought I said something but I didn't <laughs> category. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we <sighs> have a couple of moments like in this book where Axe is having an emotional response that he doesn't really understand mm. because it's happening while he's in human morph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but uh, so Axe goes off on a treasure hunt of leftover snacks, finds a kid eating a box of candy, and is would. To be fair, they have gone over manners. Mm-hmm. I could not just take them. I must have permission first. Please give me your brown globules. <laughs> and the kid understandably freaks out. Yep. Uh, the mum freaks out. Um, and poor Axe just wishes, he merely wishes to enjoy the brown globules, trying to explain to the screaming kid. Uh, Jake and Marco forcibly... <laughs> Axe is forcibly removed from the movie theater, um, <laughs> screaming for globules. Um, and by the time they get Axe outside, the sugar rush is worn off somewhat, <laughs> which is wild considering how long that stuff stays in your system. Yeah. Like if you give one, so, Axe is not used to sugar. That human body is not used to sugar. He should be vibrating out of this dimension. <laughs> Yeah. 
<laughs> Although consider if you if you think about it like a like kind of the animal instincts that they've had to wrestle with before, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. can kind of understand it on that thing where it's like removing him from the situation allowed him to kind of figure out what was going on and mm-hmm. regain control, quote unquote. Yeah. Um so they're outside of the theater. Axe has calmed down. Isn't sure if Jake is mad or amused. Both. Both. The answer is both. The answer is both. <laughs> yeah. And Jake's just like, yeah. Jake's just like, you chill. You chill? And Axe's like, yeah, I think so. It's just, it was really good. Um, <laughs> I want more. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, buddy. Um, then we have um, Cassie and Rachel catch up. Uh, Tobias chips in. Was, was with the movie that bad? <laughs> and here is a bit of ca- I did not realize that Danielle changed this and I was very happy about it <laughs> yeah it's uh, it was Tobias on patrol far overhead of course no one could answer him humans can use thought speech only when they're in a morph and since I was in a human body I too was restricted to spoken language uh, and my comment was I recognize KA have made a decision but given that it's a stupid ass decision I've elected to ignore it yeah, it's, it's because it doesn't make any fucking sense. It doesn't because Axe is in morph, mm-hmm. right? And Later, when they morph Horkbajir, they they can fucking use thought speak, even though Horkbajir can talk. So it's not even just like a talking thing. Cat, okay, cat, you're going outside. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> Like, K.A. needs to be consistent with their own goddamn rules. No, never. What? Plot consistency? <laughs> what? All right. Sorry about that. As, as a writer who is bad at consistency. Laps. He's doing laps off my lap to the desk, around the back of my computer, uh-huh. narrowly stepping mm. over the control panel. This is why Marley stays out again. of my room. Well, when he sleeps, it's fine. Sometimes he just curls up on the couch behind me and sleeps. I like mm-hmm. that. But then other times he's like, no, 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 no. I have to put my butt in your face. He likes to walk across my chest. It's a pain. Now. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, Danielle has rewritten the canon, and rightly so. Yep. Listen, um, I just I just need to rewrite things so that they're internally consistent. That's fair. You're that's it. Valid. <laughs> <I> just... mm-hmm. <laughs> I understand but, um, that they were writing one book a, a month and couldn't keep track of this shit, but like, come on, guys. <laughs> <sighs> um, I don't know, before we move on to the next bit of plot, I want to loop back just a little something to, um, because we had some good points made mm-hmm. about like Axe studying what it means to be human and how yeah. he was a never, never a great student at school. Mm-hmm. Um, but he could just. Imagine how his fellow Andalites would act when they finally rescue me. They ask, Sir Axamil, what did you learn about Earth? And I'd have to say, um, well, not much. Uh, the <laughs> trick would be to learn about the humans without letting them learn too much about Andalites. And then we have this, again, the begin- there were things I could never tell the humans, things that might turn them against me. Yeah. And, and it's just sort of like, I appreciate how we get these little sprinkled throughout these opening chapters. Axe like, had the secret. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, with regards to being controllers, um, how there's no way to tell, um, who a controller is unless you're an Andalite. 
Mm-hmm. Just sort of like, mm-hmm. Sure, but yeah, sure, because because they just hate each other so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sh- sure, sure, sure. Acts this totally new uh, thing that happens later in the book. You totally knew that person was a controller, right? Uh huh. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's very much uh, shining uh, a light on one the fact that the Andalites think they're superior to everything, which is fucking exhausting, and two that uh, you know we can't. I, I the main the main crisis of this book is I can't share this information mm. with my friends. It's illegal. Um, not only because it breaks the Andalite law and it would get me in big trouble, but also mm. because it like they wouldn't like the Andalites anymore and they would turn against me. They would blame me. Um, he is so alone, <laughs> and you yeah. can't help but empathize with somebody that doesn't want to risk losing the only thing he has. Yeah, I'm sad about Axe. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, but before we can have more fallout from the uh, Axe's great chocolate adventure, <laughs> um, they can hear shouting around the corner. Um, Tobias gives them the heads up that this dude is shouting and that the cops are coming. But what he also says is that this guy is shouting yerk. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I forgot about this. This, this guy... <laughs> Yeah, this guy yeah. is, this human is staggering around, he's yelling about people need to listen to him, that they're here, the yurks are here, and like, Axe is like, holy shit. Uh, yeah. I like, again, he's, this reaction to his human body tensing up, mm-hmm. and uh, Jake and Marco are having the same reaction, the cops are getting closer, uh, they they split up, and this this guy is still like... Apparently, he's freaking out, and uh, he claps his hands over his left ear, and he's like, "Got you!" And he's just like shouting, repeating, shouting, "Die!" Mm-hmm. And they they realize that this guy's a controller, and the yerk in his head is dying, which of course Jake has been through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, and we get a little bit of the background on what the deal with the yerks and the Candronas is. And Rachel's the one that asks, why is this happening now? Um, we'll find out mm-hmm. later. But at the moment, Axe doesn't know. Um, <laughs> appreciate you talking about maybe things are finally broken and Marco's just like, I, don't, I didn't think sh- things just broke for you, space people. Mm-hmm. Um, and Axe's just like, things break. Um, but this guy is like pulling this dying yerk out of his ear. Mm-hmm. It's a gross visual. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cassie's the one that asks if we can help. They want to help. Um, and Jake's just like, we've got to stay clear. Yeah. But they, the kids get it kind of excited about this for a moment. Just like, all these people are going to, these yurks are going to die in these people's heads and they're going to be able to tell other people what happened. Mm-hmm. And yet, first people are going to think they're nuts. When we have like 10, 20, 50 people all yelling about it, they're not going to be able to cover it up. Mm-hmm. And even Marco's in on this. Like they can't, they can't have all the cops. The truth is going to get out. Yeah. But um, and then Rachel's what? Like we should have seen a lot more of this. The ex must have found a way to keep this from happening. And that's this is when we get axes like about Rachel being a true warrior. She doesn't underestimate her enemies. Mm-hmm. She was not ready to start talking about victory. Mm-hmm. But the others are stoked about this. 
And we have this moment where um, Act Like knows how the Yerks operate. It's like, I almost told Prince Jake right then. He has a special reason to be hopeful. His brother Tom is a controller. There is nothing Prince Jake would want as much as his brother's freedom. But I knew this screaming controller with the dying Yerk in his head was just an oversight. Something had gone wrong with the Yerk secret efforts, but I knew that there would be no witnesses. I knew what was going to happen to this poor shouting human. Jake was my prince now, my leader. But if I told him, it would lead to questions, and I could not answer questions, not without revealing the terrible truth behind the law of Zero's kindness. Yep. He's a child! Uh, for those of you maybe playing the animal <laughs> drinking game, feel free, free to add to this episode. Uh, anytime Izzy yells, he's a child or he baby or even my son, feel free to drink. Please drink, please yourselves. drink water. Do please shots. drink water. <laughs> because Alternate your shots with water and alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> because there's a... Uh, y'all can't see my notes because I didn't put them in the dock, but... <laughs> There's a lot of me screaming about that. Also, also, for this episode specifically, anytime I say something about, uh, like, he shouldn't have to think about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because jazz hands, um, yeah. military. Yay, yeah. military brats. I hate um, it. Yeah. Yeah, so the ambulance and police cars show up. Um and acts like Marco was right. Most of them are normal humans. They grab the guy who's screaming, who's still trying to pull this yerk out. They think and... he's pulling his brains out. <laughs> yeah, which is fair. Oof. I have this moment. It's um, and actually, it's hard to see unless you are expecting it. The moment when one of the policemen drew a small steel cylinder from his pocket and pressed it against the back of the man's neck, and the kids are still like thinking this is great. Mm-hmm. Um. And Axe is like, I thought about telling them the truth, that the human was already gone, that the yerk slug would crumble into dust, that no evidence would le- be left behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But even though these humans were my friends, even though we fought side by side, there were secrets I could not tell them. I could not tell them how a race of parasitic slugs had come to danger the entire galaxy. I could not tell them why we Andalites had to fight the Yerks, why we had no choice but to fight them, why we hated them so deeply. We have secrets, we Andalites, and the greatest secret of all is our own guilt. Um, Which is him talking around the fact that the Andalites are the reason why the Yerks are quote-unquote loose upon the galaxy. Um, Because, uh, uh, and we we get the explanation of the law of Ciro's kindness later, which is kind of their prime directive. Um, But also is it's just they were kind and shared when they should not have um, because they shared technology with the Yerks. Um, and it led to the Yerks kind of doing this gestures to everything. Um, so, so they basically made it a law like, okay, well that was fucked. We don't so do that again. We're not going to do that ever, ever again. Never, never, never. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it, it will get, there's a point later where one of the kids, when after Axe explains what it is, just like it's not doing the things bad. They just happen to do it to the with the wrong people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it gave me a lot of <laughs> Kel feels. <laughs> I will say because mm-hmm. one of Kel's drive is that knowledge is a weapon better shared than hoarded. Mm-hmm. Um, and for all that they are a paranoid person, uh, one of their big things is they don't want people to feel alone. 
mm-hmm. and they don't want people to be uninformed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, I know where their perspective on the matter would have been. So, yeah. Uh, but for now, um, the kids think it's great and Axe is going to just smile and nod, basically. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and the next day we uh, get this morning ritual that Axe does. The For all the, the military BS around it, before I realised that's what it was, I thought, oh, this is like cool like religious thing. I was digging it until like uh, the connotations came. And I was like, oh, It's, yeah. it's interesting and says like small things about like – Andalite society and how they view certain aspects, like things that they laud over other things. And it's it's interesting. It's mm-hmm. fucked. Oh, it's super fucked. But it's interesting. Yeah. 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 The first four lines of this ritual, I was into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we get a vibe. But uh, we have yeah. from the water that gave birth to us, from the grass that feeds us, for the freedom that unites us, we rise to the stars. And we have, before the ritual finishes, like, and Axe is, like, not feeling it. He thinks it's kind of pointless. He never really believed in it before, but it's part of being a warrior. You have mm-hmm. to do it. And if you rush them, you get told off in cadet school. But, uh, and Axe isn't, like, I'm still doing this, even though I'm a million miles away from anyone who cares. Why do I care? Right. Um, and then freedom is my only cause, duty to the people, my only guide, obedience to my friends, my only glory. Just like, mm. Um, he hesitates as Tobias sort of lands above him. And it's just like, the destruction of my enemies, my most solemn vow. I, Axamil, Eskeruth, Ishthil, I probably butchered that. My apologies. Mm-hmm. I should have just said Danielle, say the name. Um, <laughs> uh, but yes, I. Axamil, I, Eskeruth, Ishthil. And a light warrior cadet offer my life. It's just like when we close the show. This is great. I'll get you to do it every time. <laughs> and then we have this visual of on that line, Axe like raising his tail blade to his own throat. Mm-hmm. And then he just like lets it drop. And then it's meant to be time for contemplation. And he, this line about the destruction of my enemies is the, my most solemn vow, is the part he's thinking over because he had not killed Vissa 3 when he had the chance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and we get him uh, thinking about you know, how the Animorphs had told him what had happened to Elfangor. Um, how, you know, he was dying and the Earth was defenseless and so he gave these humans the power to morph. Um, never in all of Andalite Never in all of history has any non-Andalite been given the power to morph. It's against our major law, the law of Zero's kindness. Which is, it's really interesting to hear this from Axe. And I know by this book, uh, K.A. haven't decided on their timeline. But when we get to the Hork-Bajir Chronicles, the Hork-Bajir Chronicles happen in like the equivalent of, uh, you know, like the 1960s-ish. 70s? Oh, wow. Not that long ago. Then. Yeah. So it was like <laughs> 30, 40 years ago at the time of this book. Um, and and so, one, it's interesting that Axe has this perspective because, of course, he's a child. He was born in the middle of this war after all of those events, um, after his brother uh, became a war hero. Um, and so to him, like all of history, 
you know, 1960 was a long time ago. <laughs> um, well, I think that's very true of just like people of our age, like the way people mm-hmm. like glorify World War II. Yes. It's, that's the biggest one that, that comes to mind because I live in the UK and let mm. me tell you, mm. it's gross. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, but the way past military conflicts are, obviously history is told by the winners and all that jazz, but the way conflicts are justified and talked about and where, where certain things are made to feel like they're longer ago than mm-hmm. they were, especially things that paint the victors, quote, I'm using the term loosely, in a bad light. Mm-hmm. Like how they use a lot of um, black and white photos of the yes. civil rights movement in the sixties to make people think that it's longer ago than it was. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Just it's like super to create up. that. Yeah, but the way that people the the way the the propaganda of it all it is mm-hmm. back to the thing. Just like the way we're made to think stuff happened more longer ago than it did, or more recently than it did, depending on the narrative that's trying to be painted. Mm-hmm. But especially like for like children growing up, yeah, and things like, and as generations, this is me getting as generations are dying off, it becomes easier and easier to valorize stuff that happened in the past because there's nobody alive anymore to go. It didn't happen like that. Mm-hmm. It's like you you see a lot of it here, like the glamorizing of the Blitz and stuff like that, and living through rationing in this like Brexit times and uh, mm-hmm. with the um. COVID restrictions, mm. and you got all these OAPs, bless them, who live just like, what bullshit are you talking about? Is for to the American side like, of that is like that... looks at the Reagan administration and the AIDS crisis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like it's fucked up, and like I, I have real issues, and this is something true, and I think in the states as well, like the valorizing of the military institution, yep. and like you have Veterans Day, we have Memorial yep. Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing and just sort of like the second there aren't any more survivors of those wars anymore it's going to get worse uh, yep. the way these the conflicts are talked about uh, I'm not looking forward to that no yeah. it yeah, fucking it sucks. sucks so much but we're getting <laughs> off topic <laughs> we're getting off topic Elfangor died because Visser 3 fucking ate him yep. alive mm-hmm. um <laughs> uh and we get this this thing, the humans don't know it, but if Elfangor had lived, he would have been in huge trouble. He would have been demoted at very least. He would no longer have been a prince. Elfangor, as the great hero, would have been finished. Um, I find that an interesting parallel to how, almost how cutthroat the uh, the Yerks are in their mm-hmm. power structures as well. Mm-hmm. Everything's about status. Yeah. And how easy things can shift. Mm-hmm. So... Man. And then we get this interesting, it's its almost a parallel. I had faced Visser Three more than once. He was still living. I had no excuse except that I was still just an artist. If I were a full warrior, it would have been total dishonor for me. And then Elfangor would have had the courage. If it had been me killed by Visser Three. Elfangor would have gone right after him. But I guess I'm not Elfangor. Which one? Baby. It's a baby boy. Two. <laughs> um, like... We have this idea of, like, Axe doesn't think it was wrong that Elfangor did what he did. He's like, mm-hmm. it went against our laws, but, and and he would be dishonored, but mm-hmm. in the same breath, he has courage, he is honorable, um, he mm-hmm. would have been able to kill Viser Three, like, 
very much not just the hero worship of Elfangor, but mm-hmm. the this idea that like Elfangor wasn't wrong for doing what he did. Knowing what I know and being on the ground here, Elfangor wasn't mm-hmm. wrong. I, I love Axe's slide from lawful through to neutral through to chaotic good. It is great. Right. Like <laughs> it's God, it's it's such an interesting thing to watch the 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 Kool-Aid. <laughs> the Andalite Kool-Aid mm-hmm. fight with like the logic of the situation in Axe throughout this book. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. also I'm about to get real close mm-hmm. to my mic to say something. Military complex sucks, no matter what society it is. <laughs> True that. Yep. Yep. Um but after um Axe does his, it looks like he's finished his ritual and he's doing his contemplating bit, there is still a moment or two before Tobias speaks to him. Mm-hmm. Just like, yeah, Tobias respect him better. He's very good and mm-hmm. he's respectful um, of the ritual. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. He 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 greets Axe by saying, "Hey, Axe man." Yeah. Asks how he is. Yeah. Axe lies about it. Um, how and we find out that he's planning to go to school today. Mm. Which yeah. is very frightening. Um, but <laughs> Tobias is curious about the ritual. Yeah. that uh, Axe was doing. And um, Tobias, I feel like might have asked more about it. Just like, uh, there's a snake there behind, <laughs> or just like, don't step back. There's a snake. Uh, we just first he says, "Don't step back." And then just like, can't you hear it? Mm-hmm. And uh, there is a rattlesnake just chilling behind Axe. Mm-hmm. And Tobias like, they're poisonous, you know? Ah, I didn't know. Um, <laughs> and this rattlesnake goes to uh, bite Axe, but thankfully the fangs hit his hoof rather than the uh, like fleshy bits, I guess. And then mm-hmm. Axe pins this snake against the ground by the table, uh, by the <laughs> tail. Wow. And the, the rattlesnake is still just like having, you know, a rattling time. And Tobias is like, you should get rid of that. And Axe is just like, I should acquire this first. <laughs> and I have, I don't. And Axe is just like, it was fast. I don't have a lot of earth mm-hmm. morphs yet. Like, and it might be useful someday. It's what we call Chekhov's morph. <laughs> we, we, we do love a good Chekhov's morph here. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But yeah, he, uh. He uh, acquires the morph and then yeets the snake away with his tail. <laughs> Just like this bitch acquired. Flip. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm very funny. You are. Uh, <laughs> um. Oh, God. But yeah, Tobias is like, so you still got to go to school? And Max is just like, yeah, I need to learn more about humans, even though I think I behaved badly at the movies. And Tobias laughs for quite a while. (laughs) It's like, yeah, I heard about that. You should maybe need to stay away from chocolate. Um, (laughs) And then I'm not prepared for taste. The experience is very powerful. And he's like, maybe I shouldn't morph human anymore. And Tobias is like, eh, don't sweat it. And then we have the burning <laughs> question. But speaking of taste, you realize there's this big mystery about you. And like, just like a big mystery. Yeah, no one wants to ask you because they think maybe it's rude, but everyone wants to know how you eat with no mouth. And I'm like, yes, my autistic king asking the questions that nobody else will ask. <laughs> yes. And then he's just like, how I eat? Well, I have hooves, don't I? Just like, okay, I'll mind my own business. And again, it's the it's the it's the moment of like thinking that he's already explained this mm-hmm. <laughs> the the completely yeah. like just inscrutable like 
oh, I did, mm-hmm. like, uh, not realizing he hasn't explained this to them yet. And just like, I have hooves. Everybody knows that you eat with your hooves. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, they're, they're humans, baby. I mean, yeah, obvious. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it obvious? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, no, baby, um, no, baby, baby. Razor is rude. Just like, okay, we'll, we'll go. Uh, we got this great moment of the two of them moving through the woods together, Tobias flying and Axe running. Um, and they just have this little chat about how Axe at school during Xenobiology and how they watched TV. Yeah. <laughs> and Tobias, including music, and Tobias, like, you watched MTV. <laughs> <laughs> and Axe just like, actually, I didn't pay a lot of attention to Xenobiology. I wish I had. <laughs> Axe is a terrible student, and this is not the first time it comes up. No. Yeah. I know a warrior is supposed to be a scientist and an artist as well as a fighter. I yeah. do like that we do see that he's a scientist. Like, he is so smart. Mm-hmm. His so, special interest is food. Um, Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and acts like I didn't always pay attention. I suppose humans always pay attention. To us. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm, yeah. That's why I'm such an expert on the War of 1812. A war? Tell me about it. I was kidding. I don't know anything about the War of 1812. <laughs> <laughs> me either anymore. <laughs> I don't even know what the War of. Well, I don't know which one that is. I'm just like mm, it's the one of I? 1812. Obviously, <laughs> I think it's the war that led to us writing the Constitution. Uh... <laughs> if I've learned anything from Hamilton, <laughs> is that the Battle of Yorktown is 1771. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, the American education system. <laughs> mm. Anywho, you guys carry on. I'm going to Google the War of 1812. <laughs> okay. Uh, so one before we before we get to Axe meeting up with everybody else, I really enjoy how Tobias asks Axe about like his culture and like obviously mm-hmm. is interested in him and wants to know more about him. He wants to be a friend. And like he wants to be their friend. And they're friends. God, they're friends. We're gonna we're gonna get to me crying about them being friends in a second. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That'll be more but, about friends. Yeah. Um but just, you know, not only is Tobias unafraid to ask questions because, you know, they spend time together and they're both weirdos and, <laughs> you know, they got to stick together. Um, but also just like he shows this interest in Axe and in Axe's uh, just whole culture um, that is really sweet to me, especially since the others kind of. Like, the others are interested in what Axe knows in terms of, like, information about the Yerks and stuff like that. And I think Cassie also it would be interested in Axe's, like, home life mm-hmm. um, if she observed any of these things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, Jake or Marco or Rachel, I don't think would be as genuinely interested to learn about like culture yeah not just war shit it's it's um, a it's it's a really shitty kind of like friendship of convenience thing this is like oh axe yeah. axe has information and can help us like fight the yerks and that's why we like we like him well enough but you know yes whereas tobias yeah. is like no i i i, I genuinely like this dude <laughs> This yeah. is my friend. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, but they meet up with Jake and Cassie. Um, and 
this this I love everything about this interaction. It's so good. Like, mm-hmm. God, except for the end of it, which mm. fuck off. But mm-hmm. um, Tobias, will you? I mean, you'll be alone today while I'm with the others. What? Like I can't get along without you, Axeman? I have places to go, things to do, feathers to preen, rodents to eat. Besides, Axe, Jake already asked me to fly cover over the school while you're in there. I don't know why, but it made me feel better to think that Tobias would be in the sky above me all day. Sometimes I think Tobias and I could be true Shorm. A Shorm is a deep friend, someone you never lie to, someone who knows all your secrets. The word Shorm means tailblade. See, it's supposed to mean a person you would trust so much they could put their tail blade right up against your throat and you wouldn't even worry. Sometimes I think Tobias and I could be like that. We are both cut off from our own people. We're both alone. But if we were friends, I would have no secrets from Tobias. And even though he was a hawk in form, he was still a human and I am an Andalite. And no matter how much I sometimes wished for a real friend, there had to be a wall between my people and the humans, between me and the humans. Getting too close to any alien species is a mistake. We are taught that. We may protect them, defend them, care for them, but we can never be deep friends. And we'll get to the last bit in a second, but they're shorts. They're shorts. <laughs> they're shorts. I know X doesn't accept it yet, but they're shorts. They're shorts. I'm so emotional about it. Oh, it's so good. It's incredibly good. And then, you know, <laughs> sips that delicious Andalite Kool Aid. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Fuck off, Andalites. This patronistic mm. bullshit. It's the worst. We may protect them, defend them, care for them. What the fuck is that? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. I want desperately, having learned this new word today, I want it to come up in dumb kids at some point. And no. I don't know how because it'll be an Andalite Wikipedia if it's in anything. <laughs> but it makes me feel it makes me feel emotions especially given a conversation i was having with danielle the other day about <laughs> kel's feelings about somebody else in the group no mm. and then reading that and i was like oh no yeah. <laughs> yes good yeah and the the next chapter uh i don't have any comments on except for that axe mm-hmm. is an autistic mood and i am cringing about the rest of the, this because ah that's all i got <laughs> because ah i yep. hate this Mm -hmm. um so axe uh they meet up with cassie and jake um and uh axe morphs into you know his human morph um and we learn that axe is going to pretend to be jake's cousin philip which you know what fine okay sure also what fucking school did you go to that you could just bring a rando into school, take him to all of your classes, and everyone just be fucking okay with it. I, in elementary school, did that with my cousin once. Um, but that's because my mom... Well, don't you have to get, like, at the very least... Yeah. My mom knew the teachers, and that's that's why we were yeah. able to do it. Um, so I don't fucking know how Jake got away with it. Maybe he forged right, a note from his mom. Maybe. Maybe that's it. Is, like, is he mm-hmm. forged some kind of permission slip? Because <laughs> I cannot see this happening any other way. Yeah. yeah. The only reason that my cousin was allowed to come around is because like, this was just after um, my aunt uh, had moved to the same city that we lived in. Mm-hmm. And it was before my cousin had started going to that school. 
And so it was like, okay, we're going to take him around and like let him, you know, meet everybody before the first day he comes in. That way it's not mm-hmm. like this is a new student in the middle of the semester. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, he must, Jake must have forged something off screen that we just didn't see. Like, that just must be it. I like yeah. that headcanon. <laughs> um, <laughs> just like I, make something and like while his mom is busy, like, hey mom, can you sign this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A trick I have never gotten to work. <laughs> uh, no, see, so you, you keep one of their signatures from before and then you just trace over it. Mm, yes <laughs> um uh so axe morphs into human we get uh him talking again about how hard it is to walk on two legs um without a tail to hold you up um which i mean fair yeah the first couple of times you morph human <laughs> i guess <laughs> But, like, it doesn't take this much effort for you to learn how to fly as a fucking bird. Mm-hmm. I don't know why this is... I, I don't know. The more I read Animorphs, like, as I'm older, like, <laughs> as a kid, it was like, haha, it's funny. Humans have to turn all the way around to look behind them. Now it's just like, all right, all right. I suppose one little excuse, I guess, mm-hmm. one could make is that humans... Are barely able to do it. Like while water is basically controlled yeah. falling at any given time. Yeah, we're like, literally fighting still. gravity. Yeah, yeah, and I can understand because humans have a higher enough awareness of their bodies, but mm-hmm. stuff still happens on autopilot. Because mm-hmm. we yeah. learn that as like babies. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I think maybe it's because of that level of awareness mm-hmm. Axe has of the biology. And maybe he's because he's overthinking it. Yeah, he yeah knows... maybe he's thinking about it too much. Yeah, yeah, and also and like the, um, you. Sorry, easy. No, you you I'll go just quickly finish this thought and then go. Just like that whole the second you start thinking about breathing, you're like, <laughs> oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's my lungs. <laughs> I, I, they need to be filled and then emptied on the regular. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and and like uh, walking isn't something that's ingrained in like our DNA. Like that's a thing we have to learn right, but how is to flying do. For birds. That's fair. Um, I think some of it, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's also still weird because I thought of this and then immediately realized, like, wait, no, that still doesn't make sense. It's like Axe makes a comment later on in the book, like the air on Earth is heavy, and it's like, well, maybe that's it. And it's like, no, but he can fly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I suppose it could be one of those things. Um, I saw a comic actually recently. Okay, we were talking about foxes in love earlier. The first thing human infants can do is cry. Mm. We can instinctively ask for help or mm-hmm. get help. Mm. Other animals can walk the second they're b- other mammals can walk mm-hmm. the like the moment like slide out, stand up. Here we go. Yep. It's the priority of the human we've evolved to the point where that's not priority one. Mm-hmm. And like it, it is a learned skill. Yeah. And there isn't that instinct perhaps i I, I don't know we again we may now be overthinking (laughs) yeah yeah i mean obviously it's here because it's funny like it's supposed to be a joke it's a it's a Um, sight gag right um Mm -hmm. but i think it it kind of 
I think it does kind of come down to he's overthinking it. And I think part of it is I'm morphing into like this other quote unquote advanced species um, as opposed to like, oh, I'm morphing into this very different animal. Like I think on some level Axe doesn't necessarily think that humans are, I mean, humans are obviously very different, but they're still people. Um, and so I think maybe that is making him think too much about it. Um, and so he, he just doesn't really get the hang of it, at least not for a while. I mean, even in later books, like he's much better at it. Um, Mm -hmm. but he still brings it up. Like, it's really hard to balance. Like, I have to think about it all the time. And it's like, dude, why? (laughs) I suppose this thing, because, um, it is only for two hours at a time. And like in the moment you get used to, by the end of the two hours, he probably stops thinking about it. And then he's not in that morph for a long period of time. He gets, like, he's back to like what he's used Mm. to. And then he does it again. He's like, oh, right. I have to remember to stand. Mm-hmm. And has to kind of relearn yeah. how to do it. It's like it's one of those like you never forget how to ride a bike, but you have to relearn how to balance on a bike. Balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a similar thing or part of how I try to approach playing Kel. Um, even though they spend a lot of time morphing into other humans, they have to navigate moving in a body that doesn't hurt, mm-hmm. and right. so they don't have to gauge how the body moves differently. Mm-hmm. And it's something I try to lean into and be a hyper aware of <laughs> when doing it. It's mm-hmm. good. So, uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> but anyway. Jake, Jake and Cassie catch him as he starts like falling backwards because he only has two legs now as he finishes the morph. Overcompensates, um, goes back, Rob. Overcompensates, yeah. And and they start taking him into school. He's playing with sounds. They tell him not to. Um, Tobias came swooping down low and rested on a tree branch. It's kind of sweet, he said. Axe's first day of school. His only day of school, Prince Jake said quickly. This is just so he can learn how to be more a more believable human. One time. <laughs> Prince Jake held up a single finger, indicating the number one. <laughs> yes, that is one, I agreed. Now, let's go to school. I'm looking forward to it. To it. To it. Remember, you're my cousin Philip from out of state. <laughs> I got dressed and set off toward the squat building that was the schoolhouse. Have fun, Tobias said. He sounded just a little wistful in my head. It was a strange thing, I guess. I, an alien, could go to his school, but he could not. Uh, And then Axe falls over because he (laughs) tried to talk over his shoulder. (laughs) And then it is genuinely funny. Yeah, that that one is funny. (laughs) That is funny. (laughs) 